0: reading tonight is taken from 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and said, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elisha replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. 50 men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me, What can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind Elisha saw this and cried out my father my father the chariots and horsemen of Israel and Elisha saw him no more then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two I love
1: a train journey and I kind of say it's because it's a really good which it is environmental choice but the truth is, I love train snacks.
0: <laughs>
1: I do. I love before a train journey, going into Marks and Spencer's, getting your little pot of fruit, not the best environmental choice. Getting some crisps, getting some sweets, getting a sandwich, getting a drink, getting a coffee, all set up for the train journey. This summer I went to France and we didn't fly, we got the train. So got to Waverly, 10 o'clock train, on the train, train snacks ready, on the train, 54 minutes passed. So six minutes to go, Stuart turned to me and said, Gemma, have you downloaded the tickets? I was like, oh, no, I've not. So got out my phone to download the tickets. At that, realized I had to pick up the tickets. It was now 56 minutes past. So, four minutes, I decided that I would run down the platform. At that, I was like, What will I do to this woman? She's like, Go and talk to the train guard. Went to talk to the train guard, and he's like doing an announcement. I was like standing, I was like, What do I do? I pleaded with him that I have actually got the train before and realized that I should have picked up the tickets. And he was like, Okay, fine, go on. So we got to stay on the train, got down to London, got our Eurostar, got to France. All was well. That was my only task, and the rest of it was fine. Journeys are great when you remember the tickets. Not so great if you don't remember the tickets. Life is often described as a journey. And life is a journey, isn't it? We go to different places in life. Maybe you've moved house. Maybe your physical home is different. We meet different people on our life journey. We have different experiences on our life journey. We have great times and not so great times. We have joy and we have sadness on our life journey. And tonight in our passage, we meet Elijah Elijah on his last journey on earth. And what we meet is a man who visits four different places. And I believe he visits these places to reflect on the God that he follows. In these four different places, they hold significance because they tell us something different about the character of God. This week, has been a tough week for many of us. It's been a tough week for me. And we have had to deal with grief and sadness, loss and shock. I have wanted to rewind my life journey, rewind it to a time where grief was not overwhelming. But whilst I was prepping this sermon and looking at this passage, what has encouraged me is that we can turn back in times of sorrow to times where we have known God clearly, where we have seen Him move, where we have heard His voice, where He has come through for us. And that can be something that we hold on to even in times when we do not have answers and all we have is questions, where sorrow feels overwhelming where we feel in darkness, not in light. And I believe for each one of us tonight that we can go on a journey with Elijah and Elisha and experience something new of who God is as we reflect on our own life journey. Before we open up the Bible, let's pause for a moment and pray. God, each one of us in here, comes with a different life journey. In the last day, we have diff- had different days. In the last week, we have experienced different things. And as we think of our life journey, we feel different things. Our relationship with you is different. But God, what is true and real is that you are the same, that your character is love and and grace and mercy. So tonight, wherever we are, whatever saying even your life journey stirs in you, God, may you meet us in that place. May your Holy Spirit come and speak to each one of us because we want to draw closer to you for Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. So, our passage tonight is found in 2 Kings. We're going to go through the passage together. 2 Kings is a book in the Old Testament. It comes after the book of 1 Kings, just in case you were wondering. 1 Kings is the book, and 2 Kings are the books that talk about the different kings over Israel, different people who ruled and reigned over the place of Israel. And then what we find is we meet Elijah at the end of 1 Kings. Elijah was a prophet, therefore he had words from God to the people. And we meet Elijah. And two significant things about Elijah. One is that he stood up to King Ahab about the him encouraging the people to not worship the one true God, but worship the God of Baal. And he said, no, this is not okay. Do not worship Baal. Worship the one true God. First thing about Elijah. Second thing is in 1 King 19, it has an account of Elijah having an episode of what um, some people call an episode of depression or just an episode of deep, deep desolation. And what we find is that God comes close to Elijah and meets his needs. And it's a wonderful place. Look at it. Um, It's a great passage of God just coming and tenderly and lovingly just restoring Elijah's life and restoring his, um, his soul and his mind and his physical body. Then we come to our passage this evening, 2 Kings 2. And it starts with this, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind. So, we have Elijah, this prophet, who has spoken of God, who has followed God, and this is his last day on earth. And what God has told Elijah is that he is not going to go, um, he's not going to die, he's going to be taken up to heaven, he's going to ascend. Elijah was one of two people in the Old Testament who this happened to. Elijah and Enoch. We don't really know why this happened, but this is what we've got in our passage tonight. Elijah, last day, he's going to be taken up to heaven. So we have Elijah and then we have his um, friend or his mentee kind of thing, Elisha. And where they, they were in Gilgal, and then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Stay here, don't come with me. And then you have Elisha turning to Elijah and saying, as surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went. So they're there. Elijah says, don't come with me. Elisha says, no, I'm coming with you. They go to the next place. They go to Bethel, and then at Bethel, they meet prophets, and prophets go to Elisha, and they go, hey, you're with Elijah, do you know this is his last day, like he's about to get taken up? Then you have Elisha saying, yes, I know, so be quiet. What he's kind of saying here is he's saying, I know this is about to happen, but Elijah's doing some stuff over here. Shh. Hush, be, like, don't, don't bother him. So we have Elijah coming to these different places to reflect. And Elisha kind of warding off the people from disturbing him. This happens another twice. So they go to Gilgal, they go to Bethel, they go to Jericho. The same thing happens. And then in verse 6, they go to the River Jordan. What they ha- happens in the, at the River Jordan is Elijah and Elisha are standing at the river. In the distance, you've got 40, 50 sorry, prophets. Elijah takes off his cloak, rolls it up, touches the water. The water divides. They walk over to the other side. This is the same River Jordan as God's people walked through into the Promised Land. So Elijah and Elisha are walking through over to where God's people had spent 40 40 years um, (laughs) in the desert. They walk over, and then Elijah turns to Elisha and says, "'Tell me what can I do for you before I am taken from you?' And Elisha turns, and he says, "'Give me a double portion of your spirit.'" It's like, give me um, a double portion of the blessing. Give me the firstborn portion. Give me everything I can possibly get. And then Elijah turns to Elisha and says, well, I can't really do that. But if you look at me while I go, then maybe this will happen. And I think there what Elijah is doing is saying, this is not my spirit to give you. God gave me this power, God gave me this role, it's God's to give. And then they're walking, and it's as they're walking that it says the chariots of fire and horses of fire appeared, and they were separated. And then we have Elisha saying, my father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And then Elisha saw him no more. And then Elisha had to take on the mantle, take on the leadership, take on the role of what Elijah had left. Our passage this evening. And our passage has these four different places. And as I said at the beginning, I think these four different places are places where Elijah stopped because they were places that he had experienced God in different ways, where he had reflected on who God was on what God had done for his people. They were significant places in the story of God's people. They weren't just random places. They weren't just places that he wanted to take a photo or catch up with a friend. These were significant places for him to reflect. And maybe tonight, as we just go into these four places and sit with them for just a few moments each, as we're reflecting... Maybe you can think of different places where you've seen God move. Maybe as we go through, just be thinking and listening out for what God is saying, where God is leading. Because I believe that when we reflect on the character of God, this means that we can move on, that we can know God more fully, and that we can be like Elisha, and we can be restored for the journey that God wants to take us on. So, let's start. The first place is Gilgal. Gilgal was a place of beginning. Gilgal was a place that after God's people had been through and wandered in the desert, wandering wandering, waiting, Gilgal was their first home in the promised land. They'd gone through the river Jordan and they made camp in this place called Gilgal. So as Elijah was at Gilgal, he would have remembered the start of a new season. He would have remembered the start of an exciting new season for God's people. This was a place where they had been safe, where they had known God in a new way. For me, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about um, a certain place in Edinburgh. When I moved, to Edinburgh 10 years ago. I stayed um, in St. Leonard Street, which is up in the south side. And any time I'm over that place, which I've been a couple of times this week to go to some Fringe shows, um, I always remember that beginning, that new season for me. I had waited for two years to get this job. Um, there was different points in it, um, The yeah. If you ever want to know the story, you can come and ask. But it um, wasn't just randomly waiting. Um, and I, when I came through to Edinburgh, that home, that flat, held for me this new beginning, this new season, this season where God had come through, where I knew that God had called me into something new. And I wonder if tonight if tonight maybe you need to be reminded of a place of beginning. A place of beginning. A place where God showed you a new way to go. So we start at Gilgal. And then we move to Bethel. Now, Bethel was, the in Hebrew, the translation of Bethel is house of God or house of prayer. It is a place where people went to encounter God, a place where there was a school of prophecy, a place where people would go and um, want to experience God in a new place. In Genesis 12, It has Abraham in Bethel building an altar to God. It was a really special spiritual place. It was kind of like the Celtic tradition have this thing of thin places, this thin place of like being able to experience God in a new way. Maybe you know of that. This new way. Bethel was kind of like that. So Elijah goes from Gilgal to Bethel to this place where he would have been able, I'm sure, to have thought of place times when he'd experienced God, where he'd heard God clearly. He's at Bethel, this place of encounter with God, this place where he could hear God's voice clearly. Maybe for you, when you think of places where you've been able to hear God Clearly, where you've heard his voice, or you've had a, this thin place. Maybe it's festivals, like um, I, w- I was saying that, and I thought maybe people would think like tea in the park. I don't mean like tea in the park. I mean like Soul Survivor, or um, like Clan, or um, people go to New Wine, or Spring Harvest. Maybe these kind of places hold for you this thin place, this place where it's really easy to hear God's voice. For me, these places, and one of these specific places is—I um, was saying—I went to France. Is in Paris, is the Sacré-Cœur. If anyone has been to Paris and not been to the Sacré-Cœur, then you missed out. Um, it's pretty great. Um, Sacré-Cœur is beautiful, and you go in, and to be honest, you go in with like hundreds of tourists. But for me, I um, was going. I sit down, and automatically. I hear God's voice in the grandeur of the building, in the artwork, in the stained glass, in the hushed voices going round. I hear God speaking to me in a way I don't usually hear. Tonight, maybe you need to be reminded of a place of encounter, a place where it's easy to hear God's voice. Gilgal, Bethel, Jericho, the same Jericho where we had the walls come down, the same Jericho where Joshua and his army walked round, prayed, blew trumpets, a place of battle, a place where they had to encounter God in battle, a place where God was with them in a battle. And they walked round, and Jericho was a big place for the Israelites to take. This was a big victory for them. And they walked round and walked round and walked round, and they knew that God was with them in that battle. When I was thinking about battles, I couldn't really think of like a time I had been in like a battle. I've not never like been in a fight or anything. Um, But I was thinking of the other battles that we're sometimes in and where we experience God. I was thinking of the battles of sometimes battling for a relationship, battling for some sort of reconciliation in a relationship, or battling for justice. Or battling for, we were just in in a meeting about environmental, um, our environmental choices. Maybe battling for our government to make better choices and make better decisions. But in battles, what we have is Elijah remembering that God was with them. As his people walked round the walls, God was still with him. tonight, maybe you need to be reminded of a place of battle, a place where God was with you in the hard times. And then finally, the last place that Elijah goes is the River Jordan. The River Jordan, the place where they could only but remember that that was the place that God showed them the new land, that God came through for them, that there was a victory for God's people. Imagine 40 years wandering, waiting, worrying what is going to happen when, when, Lord? And then it happened. And they got to the promised land. They got to the promised land, and it was a victory for God's people, It was a victory for God coming through for them. For me, when I think of a victory when God was with me, I think of my degree. And every time I handed in an essay, I thought this is not going to go well. I really struggled at school. So even doing a degree was really hard. But I remember that last day sitting at my um, graduation. And I remember saying, only by the grace of God, And it was a time when I knew that throughout all of that, there was a victory because God was there. So we have these four places we have Gilgal, a place of beginning, we have Bethel, a place of encounter, we have Jericho, a place of battle, and we have Jordan a place of victory. And maybe for you, as you think of those four places, you can see God. You can see the character of God in your life. Maybe one of them you stay with, and that speaks to you just now. Or maybe you need to go back. Maybe you're not at one of those places. You're somewhere else, and you need to remind yourself You need to remind yourself of a place when God did give you a new season. Where God was, you could hear and encounter God. Or God was with you in a battle. Or there was a victory. Or maybe what you need to know is that you're ending in one of those places. That you need to move on. Because what we have is Elisha. And we have Elisha kind of Should I stay? Should I go? No, I will come with you. And he moved on because Elisha knew that there was more for him. And I believe that these four places and reflecting on these four places for Elisha restored his faith. They built him up because when we reflect on where God has been in our lives, when we reflect and know who God is and where he has been and when he has been close to us, that does something to our soul dave was saying it is well with our soul it's hard to say that it's hard to sing that but for me what helps me is going i remember when it was easier to say that i remember that time that god was close to me i remember sitting in that graduation hall and thinking yeah god did come through i remember sitting in the sacristy and hearing god's voice clearly For you, it might be other places. And maybe this week, you need to have moments that you just reflect. Maybe it's to go on a physical journey like Elijah did. Or maybe it's just a journey in your soul. To go back to places. Maybe a place of beginning. Maybe a place of encounter. Maybe a place where you knew God was with you in the battle. Or maybe it's a place where God came through for you when you were, saw the victory of God. Maybe we all journey, journey with God throughout our lives, wherever we are.